All right. So we just finished part two of the eight habits of great leaders. So let's recap on the first four. Number one was the habit of no snooze. Number two is the habit of pre-deciding. Number three, the habit of doing the hard right. And number four was the habit of you first leadership. So kicks off today with habit number five, which is the habit of touching the lines. Now this one for any, <laughs> excuse me, anyone that's gone through sports knows that when you are running lines, it's the worst possible thing you can do in practice because you start from one line, you run out to the next line, you run back and then you run out to a further line and then you run back and then you run out to an even further line and you run back. And by the time you're done, you're dying, you're out of breath. And depending on how bad everybody was doing in practice determines for the coach how many lines you had to run. But the thing that Craig was talking about this is you're not just running to the line and you know just kind of getting there. He goes, you are running and making sure that you follow through and you finish and touch the line. He said that his coach always told him that if you cheat in practice, you're cheating yourself of your progress. So if you're not going all the way to the line, the only person that you're hurting is yourself. Your progress will be hindered because you're not going all the way. And what eventually happens is that shows up in your leadership and trickles down to your team. So if you're not showing up fully, you can't expect your team to show up fully. If they see that you're not touching the line, eventually they stop touching the line and everything begins to fall apart. He said, as a leader, the great thing about it is you get to choose where your line is. So take a look today and set your line. It's a self-determined line. You know, you have to create self-imposed deadlines, self-imposed goals, things that nobody's putting out there for you to reach, but they're markers for you to go touch the line so that you know that when you're doing it, you are ensuring your success. He said, don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. Then he goes on to habit number six, which is the habit of one more rep. This is great because this goes right into one of the books that we've recommended time and time again, our friend Ed Milet's The Power of One More. When you become a world-class leader, it's because you are doing more than what's expected of you. So if the goal is to do something, make sure that you're adding just a little bit more. He uses the example of going and working out. If you're going to do 10 reps as your set, go and do 11. So the interesting math behind that is when you do just that one more, you're doing 10% more work. And do you think that 10% more work is just a little bit? It is in that one moment. But when you compound that, 10% adds up to a whole new lifestyle. See, to exceed expectations for others, you have to exceed your own expectations. So when you set your bar, make sure you set your bar high enough that you are overflowing into others. He said, you not only think well, you act well. And when you start acting better, the people around you pick up the pace. The people around you start noticing that you're doing more and they want to rise to your level. They want to rise to the expectation that you've created. He also talks about when you do that for your company, you become an ambassador for the company. Your passion 
for that comes out. So in your business, are you doing enough to be passionate enough that causes people to want to come alongside you? It's one of the things that happens for our customers. Our customers get the results. They get passionate about the results. And then all of a sudden their friends start asking them and then they decide, well, maybe I should just join the business with you as opposed to just being a customer. So when you're passionate about it, that passion spills over into them and helps push them to make a decision about joining your business. He said, if you are going to be a leader that does one more, a perfect example of this is the problem solver. You know, you are the person that shows up and points out problems that need to be fixed, but instead of just being a problem pointer, you actually bring one, two, or three solution options along with what you've found. This is great because for people in leadership positions, if you are a young or new leader, when you're doing this, it helps the established leaders notice you that you are doing things to help solve and correct problems as opposed to the masses, which just point out the problems. So to exceed expectations of others, raise the expectation of yourself and do one more. Number seven is the habit of fueling the fire. Now, this is where I took the most notes because I've talked about this so many times. Everybody always asks, how do I motivate my team? How do I stay motivated? To which we've always said, motivation is useless. It is not important. Because if you want to continue going, if you want to fuel the fire, you have to inspire others. But first, in order to inspire others, guess what? You have to first be inspired. Motivation pushes you. Inspiration pulls you. You know, when you realize that when you're doing things as an inspiration, as an inspire, as an aspiration for others, people will come alongside you and go further than if you're constantly just telling them what to do. He said, it's hard to stay passionate over long periods of time. So when you got started, you were super excited. You may be four years in and you feel like you're worn out. It's hard to stay passionate over a long time. So what are you doing to fuel yourself, to fill yourself up and to start and ignite your own fire time and time again so that you can continue to pour out into others and start their fire? He said, it's important to focus on inspiration not motivation. Because motivation, it, it's coming from external factors. It's, it's things like, um, let's say bonuses. You know, when we, when we do promotions, the bonus is a motivating factor. But the moment that that bonus is gone, what happens? The work slows down. You feel like you don't need to do it as much because there's no deadline. There's no timeline. So when motivation slows, companies tend to slow. The difference as a leader is you need to be inspired by what your work is doing and how it's changing the lives of others, regardless of what external factors are taking place in your business at the moment. So when inspiration comes within, you will light the fire of people around you, regardless of what external factors are happening. He said, if you don't do things out of motivation, sometimes you don't get started but motivation won't carry you through. You have to do things out of inspiration because no one will be able to talk you out of your passion. 
when you are passionate about something, when you are excited about something, it's overflowing and people can't help but be drawn to you. So take a look today and notice whether you are focusing more on external motivations or if it's bubbling up within you as inspirational passion. Number eight, the habit of showing back up. Guys, this is the number one trait of successful people and why people are successful because there hasn't been any statues erected to the quitters because the quitters don't show back up. It's the people who show back up continually time and time and time again that are the people that are recognized in history, the people that statues are made for. It's because they took that one more chance and tried again. Great book that he talked about uh, is Grit by Angela Duckworth. And basically she went through and did a ton of studies and found out that perseverance was the main contributing factor that tied everybody together that had success versus the people that didn't have success. It wasn't their intelligence. It wasn't their education. It wasn't their talent. All of those things helped, but in the end, it was the perseverance, the consistency and the persistency that caused the people to have that success. And what's interesting is when talent doesn't have perseverance and consistency, talent will lose. When somebody has consistency and persistency, they can outwork the person that has talent and have more success than the person that had talent. Now, when you have the talent, the education, and the intelligence, and you combine that with persistence and consistency, that is when things really take off. Now, how is that important for your business? When you start, you don't have the intelligence, the education, or the talent associated to the business that you're doing. But the more persistent and the more consistent you are in developing and knowledge of your business, you become more talented, more intelligent, and more educated on your business. Now, when you have that and combine that with your ability to show back up your consistency and your persistency, that's when it starts compounding. But the problem is, is most people refuse to get to that point and they quit before it happens. So you have to have the strength and character to refuse not to quit. You know, what Craig said, this is a great statement that you can put on a notepad, stick it on your mirror, something to look at every single day. When I commit, I don't quit and I am a finisher. That's how you go from victim to victor is you commit, you don't quit, and you become a finisher. What he said was he got slowed down and worried and felt like he was uh, faking it until he made it. He didn't feel qualified. He started feeling down, and he said he heard from God and said, quit whining, you're sharp, fix it. This is the perfect victim to victor statement. You tell yourself, quit whining. It's not everybody else's fault. There's something that I can do about it because I'm sharp and I can fix it. So the things that you wanna continually tell yourself is when I commit, I don't quit, I'm a finisher. I'm going to quit whining because I'm sharp and I can fix it. Sometimes the most important things that you can do in your life and in your business is show back up because the people who show back up have the things that those who didn't look for and want. Guys, I hope this helped. We're going to go over all eight habits again. 
Number one, the habit of no snooze. I'm the kind of person who wakes up when I intend to, and I'm prepared to attack the day. Number two, the habit of pre-deciding. I plan ahead for things that matter most. My real priorities dictate my schedule and my choices. Number three, the habit of doing the hard right. I solve problems the right way. I don't cut corners. Even if it's more difficult right now, I am happy to endure the little pain because it's going to create stronger and better solutions. Number four, the habit of your the habit of you first leadership. You are a leader who loves people. You will start your interaction with every person in mind ahead of yourself. Number five is the habit of touching lives. I don't stop when I'm tired. I stop when I'm done. I don't cut corners. I value integrity and the process so much that I'm not going to cheat my way out of what matters most. Number six, the habit of one more rep. I exceed expectations. I bring solutions. I go further than is necessary. And I'm willing to do one more rep because that's what leaders do. They do better than normal. Number seven, the habit of fueling the fire. I stay passionate over time because I actively and intentionally encourage myself and those around me. I fuel the fire in my spirit so that I can fuel the fire in those around me. And number eight, the habit of showing back up. When I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. I'll quit whining because I'm sharp and I can fix it. Guys, take these lessons, apply them, and watch how things change for you and your organization and for your team and for your family and for your life. Go out and make it an amazing day, and I hope your day is as awesome as you are. See ya.